0: Hello and welcome to the Automotive Anecdotes podcast from Automotive Tales, your regular chat about all things on four wheels that your other friends just don't want to talk about. joined by uh, your regular hosts John at JohnMSM on all social media platforms and I'm Martin at Bob Clayton on Instagram I haven't yet found my MySpace login and of course for series one we have been joined by our regular guests we have
1: Greg the Yorkshire Engineer on Twitter still haven't made it to our social media channels
2: and uh, Chris at underscore Chris Norton underscore uh, on
0: Instagram Instagram underscore Instagram of the grand the grand kids and this is episode 4 of automotive anecdotes in series 1 so i really hope you've been enjoying it so far thank you everybody who has voted on barge bingo we will of course have another one at the end of today's episode but before we start we always uh, get the listeners up to speed on what type of car balls we are with a simple question now for the first three episodes we've asked uh, about uh, the a guests own car so we've asked about First cars, worst cars, and regretted sales. So, what if we expand that now to the family? Now, ideally parents, but maybe there's some other people in the family as well. But,
3: siblings, grandparents. So yeah.
0: What would you say is the best car that's actually, shall I expand it to that? What's the best car that's been in your family that wasn't owned by you? Maybe that's a good way of, sort of putting it there.
3: Influenced you as a. ...as a petrol head, as a car ball.
0: Yes, of course, this is going to be a tough one for me... ...bearing in mind, if we say family... ...and I mentioned a couple of episodes ago... ...that my grandparents specialised in Moscovitches and Larders. So, I'm not <laughs> going to be much of a help here. So, with that in mind, I'm going to pass pass it over. John, what about you? What's, what's the best um, car okay. you've uh, seen?
3: Well, I, I've been quite lucky, I think, in my upbringing. My parents seem to have... ...well, there's definitely a petrol head theme. Um, my mum particularly had some pretty awesome cars. Unfortunately, too young for me to remember... So she had a Porsche 924, uh, which she bought with her own money. She started her own company and she was a bit of an entrepreneur. And um, she actually went into the Porsche dealership and kind of chose the car she wanted. And the, uh, the salesman looked at my father and said, So, sir, so how would you like to pay for the car? My dad looked back at him and said, Yeah, my bloody car. She's paying it, sirs. And uh, and the salesman was quite taken aback. He'd never had a woman come into the Porsche dealership to buy her own Porsche before. Really, I think it's
0: quite cool. And what was it you liked about the Volkswagen nine two four? Sorry, the nine two four. Just it was a cool car. Maybe the story about the fact
3: that my mum my mum bought her own. Yeah. She did before that. My dad had bought her a car. He'd bought her an, uh, a Mazda RX seven, the very first generation. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, I'm too young to remember it. But that was a very cool car. Um, I yes, would buy Doritos. I would buy Doritos. Doritos indeed. <laughs> my dad hated it because really? it went through so much oil and it drove him mad. Every time you filled it up, you had to put a quart of oil in it. Um, and I think after its first rotor went, he basically handed it back, and that's when I think they went to look at the 94. Um, my mum also, ironically, had a Mercedes 190e, which I think we talked about in episode three, where we talked about cars regret selling. I bought my. My gold, my champagne beige, whatever you should call it, uh, 190E. I took it home uh, one time from university, parked in the driveway. And my mum went, I'm sure it's my old car. And we couldn't work out whether it wasn't. But the spec and the colour, everything was identical to the car she had uh, when they were new. So she's had some pretty cool stuff. Um, My dad's had all sorts of interesting stuff. He had an original XJS when they were new. Um, But I think... so. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with one for each because my parents aren't together anymore, so that gives me the choice. It's like <laughs> I'm two Christmases. I think probably the best car my mum has had or does have is a current. Ride. She's got a Fiat One Two Four, the new Spider, which I think is a wonderful yeah. car. I really, really mm-hmm. love it. Nice, um, nice car to drive. It's not the Airbath, but it's there's still the One Point Four Turbo. You get in the standard One Two Four. It's lovely. And my dad's a bit more old school. Uh, his his current car, though, sadly, he's he's quite unwell, so he's, he doesn't really drive it anymore. But he has a, a 90s Bentley Turbo R, which is a monster. Mm. Um, it's Blenheim Palace with a rocket ship of a rocket <laughs> motor in it. Uh, I mean, the turbo is like the size of a dustbin lid. It's great. Brilliant. Um, unless, you know, you need to put fuel in it.
0: Wow, yes. Yeah, and obviously,
3: um, we mentioned in a previous video, actually, my dad had a 850 T5. Uh, that was quite influential on me as a car person, but the, the Turbo R is just so cool that
0: that's probably... So, so, bearing in mind, obviously, the Bentley, you know, uh, we've probably got a six and, th- and three-quarter V8. Six and three-quarter V8 do you, with the turbo. Do you think that at some point you may go down the path of buying a car with a six and three-quarter v Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> right, now we <laughs> see it's some like trends influential coming cars. Along. Yeah, absolutely. So.
3: Yeah, um, what, what we don't talk about is, is driving the Bentley.
0: No, no, it's, uh, it, it how's its reliability record.
3: I mean, while my dad's driven, it's it been fine.
0: Okay, <laughs> Moving swiftly on, we'll end it there. Um, Greg, uh, family-wise, any interesting cars in the family? Not massively. Uh,
1: interestingly, uh, when you look across all the cars, uh, my dad's generally had company cars uh, that hasn't made any real difference. He's had the typical Astra van, fastest van on the road type thing is it white by any chance it was white yeah, yeah. It was all white were always vans and you know he had a string of 20 years bar Ford Escort van interjecting in the middle there were all Astras through right. and through uh, interestingly he started on two litre diesels and ended on 1.3 litre diesels at the end so oh. engines getting smaller van getting heavier uh, in terms of interesting cars probably my older brother's the only one who's had some interesting cars uh, had an original Focus RS, which he regrets selling. That is definitely the car he regrets mm-hmm. selling. Uh, but the one that I would say was the absolute weapon, and as much as I have a little bit, not necessarily a thing against VAG, but uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of some of their design pieces, is, is the RS4 he had. Uh, he had the 4.2 V8 RS4. I mm. uh, had that out while he was based in Germany. Uh, so there were certainly some times where it went for a few races on the autobahn. It <laughs> went for a play on the autobahn. Uh, along with my on TV of the RS, I hasten to say that I have discussed previous episodes, uh, both cars have been down the autobahn one into three figures. I'm going to guess
3: the RS4 was a little bit quicker. Yeah, the RS4 was <laughs> a little bit
1: quicker. Uh, that, 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 that was, you know, that, you take my hat off, that was a proper piece of engineering, proper weapon mm. of a car to sort of
3: admire, look at and go, yeah. I think there's very good. few yeah. poor RS cars out there, let's be <laughs> honest. They're all pretty good.
0: I remember that one particularly, though, getting raved about at the mm. time, just when, when it came out. It, was, it, it, was, it Has there really been as good an RS since? It's probably a different debate. got a but... lot more
3: power and things, but yeah, was a, it was a bit more of a visceral car, from what I understand. Yeah, I think when you talk to a lot of, a lot of people,
1: will rave about the latest turbo engines in the RS four. And you know what? There is a generation for that engine. It's a very good engine. It works very well with the DSG. But if you go back to a manual, a car with a manual box and just a very, very, very good V eight engine, just as a block on its own, right? For that four point two V eight, yeah, was very, very good. Very characterful. Lovely to drive. Uh, and even now, my brother, who has driven the latest RS4 and RS6s, said he would go back to that V8, Brilliant. particularly because you can now supercharge it and get over a thousand. Of <laughs> <pretty> course, <laughs> yeah, as well. Uh, in terms of just parents in general, uh, I think the car that I pick out my mum's. Probably on my mum's side. Uh, she uh, she had one of the very first Volvo 440s out of the block. One of the first first ones in Huddersfield when they came out very uh, cool it's quite quite the claim to fame it's it's quite revolutionary was that car yeah. in his the, the time was the 440 and compared to the uh, the 360 that we had before it uh, quite a step forward mm.
0: there we go well happy days so, there's, there's, so far actually in terms of uh, I suppose we've got a four cylinder and two, V8, two V8s then so far under the categories, if we've got the Bentley, the Audi, and the, uh, yeah, and the I mean, Fiat,
3: I didn't, I kind of discounted the RX 7 because it was really, I
0: was too young to remember it. Yeah, um, yeah, is, but I mean, that's it's, yeah, yeah, no, no just one Dorito, isn't So, Chris, are you going to put, are you going to keep the eight cylinder trend going, or are we going down the cylinder spectrum?
2: I, I would love to say that yes, that I can keep that going, but um, no, unfortunately. I have been sat here this whole time racking my brains for something vaguely interesting to talk about in terms of my family's cars. (laughs) Um, I struggled a lot. I think there's there's a lot of, I mean, I don't don't want to be too rude about the country itself, but French cars, um, lots of Citroëns and Peugeots and things like that, absolutely nothing that would inspire a young boy. Uh, into the world of cars (laughs) Um, I mean really my influence in cars probably comes from my granddad Uh, he was a mechanic um, back in the day and we used to go kind of play around in the old cars that were in the garage so um, nothing nothing really interesting owned by family I don't think Um, uh, probably uh, the only ones really are kind of my granddad had an old series three Land Rover and then he had two suzuki sjs of which i own one now so that kind of uh you you know i found those interesting yeah but but there was certainly nothing um even halfway aspirational i (laughs) suppose about (laughs) most of the cars that my family had there yeah so
1: i guess you never going to any of the french performance cars because even you look back now you look at some of the Peugeot 406 and the Zantias which could have at yeah. least come with the V6 engines and you saw some of that in like Ronan mm, the BX yeah. GTI 4x4 that was yeah. great yeah and the XM which had you know that that, that V6 was quite that French mm. V6 was quite popular for quite a long time
2: yeah
3: wasn't it yeah. Maserati
1: derived I, don't I don't know, from an can't, remember, can't remember the ori- origins of it but it certainly lived on in Peugeot and Citroen have both had V sixes in their various models. Mm. sadly, so right
2: yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing more interesting than diesel Peugeots and. Well,
0: I'm, I'm glad you said the series three in the SJ because I was genuinely worried that we were going to have our first pass of the series. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, was, uh, that's as near as we're going to get. Nothing,
2: nothing noteworthy no. interesting. Well,
0: <laughs> I think, in fairness, I'm going to be near nearly in the same boat there because I think I've already mentioned the fact that you know my my, my grandparents had a fleet of lager lagers. lagers. <laughs> they, had a, they had a pint of lager, another uh, okay, no, a critch, fleet yeah. of lagers, <laughs> uh, I then thought about my grandparents on the other side and uh, he had a fleet of Yugos uh, and then his last car before he died was a Daewoo Nexia, which was essentially an old like Astra. God, yeah. yeah, I always remember that for having being one of the most modern cars I can remember that had two keys. You had to put key number one in for the immobilizer, then you had ten seconds to start it with another key oh, yeah. into the same ignition barrel. What? That what? One? I have never um, seen that. No, it was bizarre, yeah. and that was on a day as though people were going, "I'm going to rob that Daewoo. <laughs> 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 <Okay, character. laughs> is it Dayu or Daewoo? I always say Daewoo because I think it's more suiting to the rubbishness of the car I just <laughs> love to go in my day woo but that's <laughs> the only reason why it's probably or, day or of the sound day. of somebody being beat <laughs> They, <laughs> do you?
1: They don't <laughs> exist. To the they don't exist. They were, uh, they were a company. They were,
0: do they were, they were rebranded in the, for, in the most trade Chevrolet. In, yeah. In Europe, ah, yeah. And yeah. became yeah the became, and stuff like Yeah, that. exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah. but the the and I think about my parents as well. Um, so my my mum has had uh, a fleet of Nissan's, which have all been as boring as each other. She had a mouldy brown Mini as her first car. Had a Nissan Micra. And then had two Nissan Almeras, uh, wow. Which are all so after
3: one, a, she went back for. She more. went back and yeah, got like got a another a one
0: <laughs> straight back to the main dealer. Uh, them and, and annoyingly, their most interesting car in in the whole time I've known them, and I've known them since I was born. Believe it or not, um, my mum. Um, <laughs> she's uh they've they've now they now they've now got an astra um and the, the yeah the most modern is, in fairness though it's got the one six turbo in it it's 200 brake it does not to 16 6.6 6.
3: you it's, know you don't work for a
0: voxel dealer anymore you don't have to i sold voxel. i sold them the car it's, um, <laughs> no but other than that you I think, bastard yeah, no, I'm sorry the, <laughs> the only interesting car i can think of um which ironically has already been spoken about but I actually did have a thing for my. My grandmother had a Citroen BX, and I'm only saying that cool. because I remember as a kid the air suspension. Yeah. The fact the car yeah. raised. It was a petrol, but it wasn't a GTI, but it was a petrol uh, white BX, and it was a 1990 on an h dredge. Yeah. Yeah. Were they
3: all white? Every BX I've yeah. ever had any encounters was in white. They look they the do best do. in
0: white. Yeah. There were some grey ones. I remember seeing a few grey ones. Oh, but some darker coloured ones. a few, a few ones. red. Yeah. A couple of red ones. Yeah. I've never seen a red one. Yeah. But, it's very wedgy. I wonder whether yeah. it would suit the red. I, 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 I think it does, yeah. I have the thing for uh, for French diesels of that time, was just because I think that... The, the, right up until that uh, I hate to go back to that 300 quid 406 I found a couple oh, of episodes yeah, ago house. but they all sounded so bomb proof and like when they yeah. started up in the cold they just sounded like they were farting it was great it's the boy humour oh. me. <laughs>
2: to be fair <laughs> my, my brother had a Mark 1 Renault Clio with I think it was a 1.9 diesel in uh, and he used to get like 60 miles a gallon out of that thing yeah. uh, you know just old school naturally aspirated diesel pretty much nothing to go wrong with it yeah, um, and yeah it just 60 miles per gallon however
0: you drove it yeah absolutely um, it was yeah. a different, different, different time back then no turbos yeah. involved the yeah. French
3: definitely mastered those sort of yeah. small cars with a fairly decent sized tur- uh, diesel turbo or otherwise yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the BX is definitely cool one of my favourite things yeah. is changing the wheel on a BX. is that you don't need a jack so you lift the car up on a suspension they put a stand underneath you pull the lever in the cabin it just lifts the wheel yeah. off the ground and then off comes the wheel
0: but I, so
3: they have, a, they have a stand, but not a jack. That's
2: cool.
0: I remember my mum always tells the story of watching my rather large aunt get into uh, the back of my grandmother's Citroën BX and then starting the car and seeing which one would win, the large aunt or the air suspension. <laughs> uh, and apparently in those days, I think they creaked a little bit on their way up as the as car worked out how to balance itself. Uh, but Interestingly, they're <laughs> hydraulic, I think, instead of air. Yes, or, they or are. Somehow. are. It's you actually go. the
3: same system that Rolls Royce used. Rolls Royce licensed yeah. it from Citroen. Uh, Mercedes did a similar kind of thing in the same era, but they actually designed their own system. But yeah, Rolls Royce actually had the system of Citroen because it was so effective. I mean yeah. the
0: last the last Citroen to probably use it was the C six, I think.
3: Or maybe yeah, C5. Uh, so I don't know if the C5s mm-hmm. had it as well. But yeah, and then, yeah, so the Zantia.
0: Yes, it would, probably it was the C6. The C6 with the 2.7... That, that's one of those funny curved rear yeah, wing. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that yeah. was an that's awfully that's cool.
2: One of I remember uh, probably about a year or two ago actually looking at those again on trade. Mm. they have kind of aged okay, actually. But been, I, it, I sort yeah. of come... Uh, to it from like a kind of new angle of appreciation
3: I, I, a bit like bangle cars yeah. in the BMW era it's the 1st yeah, like, well what are you doing I, I, but they've, well, they've got the
2: opposite because yeah. they still look shit now
3: yeah <laughs> but ironically the bangle ones now look really good in comparison to the new BMWs uh, yeah. I think uh, anyway I knew, bought, I knew they bought Motor the
0: C6 hmm. but the uh, Apparently, the, the the engine management systems in them, when they break, basically require another C six to fix them. And so uh, that sort of put me <laughs> off because they had the two point seven diesel that you know Jaguar using in right up into the end of the XF. They were using the two seven at the beginning of the XF production. It was a decent V6 diesel, but anyway, I digress. So mm. we've got that, and I've just added a four cylinder in as well. So yeah. that's, that's ended I have, quite well. One more hasn't funny it? story about a BX. Uh, Go on.
3: My grandfather, hopefully, won't, won't ever listen to this podcast because I don't think he listened listen to podcasts, um, but he did an amazing thing with the BX. He lives in Wales, and their driveway is the steepest thing, you've, not quite steepest, uh, <laughs> as steep as Tim's, who's a friend of ours, but a very, very steep driveway. And this is how we learnt how the air suspension and brake system marry in together. Um, he decided one day he needed to move the car to the driveway to get his motorbike out. So he got into the Citroen and he thought, well, oh, I'll just take the handbrake off and I'll, I'll down we go. Um, the, I'll, I'll control it on the footbrakes. I think the handbrake is on the gearbox. So you can't just pull the handbrake up and do a handbrake turn in a BX because you've ripped the gearbox to pieces. <laughs> so he thought, all right, I'll use the footbrake. So he took the handbrake off. But of course, when the car's off and there's no height in the suspension, there's no braking efficiency. The idea yeah. being, the more weight you put in when the engine's running... The more pressure is in the system, therefore the more braking you've got. It's a very clever system, except when you've not turned the engine on. Mm-hmm. And because he thought he was just going to push it down and use you know a bit of foot pedal to get it down the driveway and pull it on the road, uh, he hadn't even thought to bring the keys with him. <laughs> so as he got down to the bottom of the driveway, he thought, "Well, I can turn onto the road and just run you know run it up the hill and you know run it out, and as soon as it stops, put the handbrake on." Only for him to get to the bottom of the driveway, turn the steering wheel, and click, the steering lock came on. It's the first car he'd had that had a built in steering lock. And so he just careered straight across the road into the neighbour's wall, through the wall into the front garden. Um, To this day, you can still see where they had to rebuild the wall in the (laughs) neighbour's garden. (laughs) hilarious. We found out my granddad had a car crash. We were all very, very upset and very concerned. We said, What happened? He said, Well, he was. He was in the car without the engine running and no keys. I thought, hmm, the drying up a little bit. Um, Brilliant. Uh, amazing.
0: Well, at least he was okay from it. Yes, he it. was. Luckily, Brilliant. he was fine. Well, we, we better move swiftly on uh, yes, looking we should. at the time. Uh, so today's subject could be an interesting one. Um, we will try and keep it uh, clean um, because I think some opinions are going to fly. Uh, we want to talk about overrated cars. And I think this is going to cause some interesting debate uh, and conversation. Uh, so we'll have a chat about that, and then of course we've got our barge bingo as well. It's the finale um, of the barge bingo. The so who would like to give an opinion? Bearing in mind that it could be ripped apart, it could be agreed with. Uh, anybody want to put their neck out on the line?
2: Go on, Greg. You're, You're desperately winding up
1: for the yeah. punch. <laughs> I'm going to throw something out here that is really controversial because it's one of the UK's most popular cars, or was, for several years. And it is the BMW 3 Series. And the reason... And I'm not going to knock it. I'm going to put my cards on the table up front. As a car to drive, BMW drives well, performs well, generally most of their engines. It's, It's definitely a driver's car. I can't knock that. But when you see the amount of people who... A buying it's, it's the use it's the use of people get oh it's a fantastic car you know i bought this BMW 3 series tour estate uh what do you want to call standard it standard e92 320d 320d 318 d yeah. 308D, uh usually when m sport badge on even though it doesn't deserve them credentials <laughs> hasn't got loads of kit on but when you get inside it as an estate car it is terrible it hasn't got the size it's claustrophobic uh and to be honest with you, they're all missing the option extra of an indicator as well.
3: <laughs> so I, you know, I, I actually agree with you because my brother had uh, and his uh, his previous partner had an E ninety two three twenty D touring, um, and we want to, they want to pick us up from the airport in Austria. They'd gone out before us, uh, and there was uh, four of us to get in the car. So one passenger in front, three in the back. It's the most uncomfortable, uncomfortable car. It, it's it's really only a four seater because the way the seats yeah. are set up if you try and sit a person yeah. in the middle it, it's just and this, horrible and this is my point you know You you're oh, it's a brilliant estate it's
1: not though it, it mm. really isn't if you want to get a BMW estate that has actually got enough decent sized boot decent space to it you need to be going for the 5 Series the 3 Series yeah. is bought I hate to say it, I'm, I know I'm casting stones here it's being bought as a status symbol because somebody doesn't want to buy a Mondeo yeah,
0: you know estate. what it's funny you say that though because you just said the 5 Series there as an estate, possibly, as a saloon, still stupidly cramped in the rear. Yeah,
1: estate a, a for the 5 Series. Definitely yeah. a 5 Series estate. And even then, that's only getting it on par to something is that is actually usable as an estate. Can they blame
0: the rear-wheel drive aspect for the rear seat room? Uh, or I know they did when the 1 Series came out, but it's... Yeah, they're incredibly cramped inside. Well, because there's too much happening in the back, that's yeah,
3: why. Yeah. Quite possibly. I know, interestingly, coming back to the story uh, of my brother in the 92... They actually bought that to go and do a season in Austria. They've got a job out there driving a ski bus and doing bits and pieces. And um, they bought this BMW to go out there. And on their first trip out to move essentials into the apartment, um, they tried to load the uh, bed and mattress in and realised it wouldn't fit. So they mm. borrowed my 1996 Volvo 850 instead. Uh, literally, the for happened the night before they were going. They said, we can't get everything in the car. Can we borrow the Volvo? And I just gave a gate, yep, no problems, and it drove them all the way to Austria in the snow. They unloaded everything and drove all the way back with no problems whatsoever. <laughs> um, so this brand new, well, not brand new, it was you know from uh, from the auctions. It was uh, probably about seven or eight year old one. It's pretty high mileage, but it was just useless. It just wasn't big enough inside. It mm. Failed its its first objective. It fails the first fundamental test,
1: and, it, and that's what frustrates me about it. And people go, "Oh, it's brilliant, it's brilliant." It isn't.
0: Mm. It's not usable. Okay, I'm. I'm, I've got an opinion that's reasonably similar, um, but it's quite broad. Uh, My overrated car brand is any Volkswagen. I have no time for Volkswagen. Volkswagen or VAG as a group. Volkswagens, because I don't understand why anybody would go and buy a Volkswagen when there is a more interesting Skoda or Seat available for less money. I think, particularly when. So take for example the Passat. Right back in the 90s, the end of the 90s, Volkswagen made a Passat and then Skoda went and made it better by literally stretching the back, putting umbrellas in the doors and giving you a torch in the boot and calling it the Superb. And they've been doing it ever since. The Superb is a more interesting car than the Passat, the Octavia, especially it's the, the, the newer. Model, a more premium car um, these um, days. But still cheaper. cheaper. still cheaper than a list price Golf even. And the Skoda's just
1: replaced the Golf. Yeah, this, this is my point.
0: My um my my aunt and I had a, I, I rib her for it all the time. Back in twenty seventeen she bought she went out and test drove all of these cars. She she said, Right, I've got a clean canvas here, she was getting rid of an A3 convertible, um, they'd just sold their doctor's surgery. She could have whatever she wanted as a new car, she was gonna treat herself. I'm going to buy myself a nice car that can fit the two grandchildren in the back. Great. She ended up with a brand new golf 1.4 DSG match, and it cost thirty eight thousand pounds. What? Yes. Whoa. So why the heck... The- they saw her coming? Well, come they on, probably it did. It was Norfolk as well, so you know. So, you know. but the, the, <laughs> my point, my point is there is that you know, the, I, I, I'm not against the the the, the VAC group as a whole because I really enjoyed this time my time driving the Skodas, and I still think. Things like even the Skoda Kodiak event. If I had to buy an SUV, I'd probably end up with a Kodiak seven seater. But it's the, the Volkswagen as a brand, I don't understand it anymore. Even when I went in, I used to car show with a guy who had a Sirocco, but he had a 1.4 T. Supercharged, turbocharged, oh, TSI. TSI, TSI, yeah, mm. and it, it was on its second engine. It was a 2010 yeah. model in 2015. It was a five-year-old Sorocco. It just didn't. It, it did 30 something to the gallon. I don't get it. it I don't. I just didn't get. Mm. I, and I still don't understand Volkswagen. I just don't understand why you buy one. So my overrated car is actually it's a sure. brand. Having having owned Volkswagens, I I can kind of see a point. I did certain things I do like,
3: but I think essentially the older things I like the original Mark One, Mark Two Sirocco. Uh, the Corrado that followed it, and I loved my Mark IV Golf. Um, probably, that, yeah, I'm not sure I'm someone you, you new know. ones.
1: Audi have diddled, t- I think what, what they've failed to do is move everybody up. You know, Skoda has moved up to where Volkswagen were. Volkswagen haven't, because Audi hasn't moved up. Volkswagen haven't moved mm. up into Audi's space, and Audi gone up even higher. Yeah. more premium? Because Audi's, and if you're going to buy a Volkswagen, must be probably, you know, I like, can afford the
0: Audi. Yeah. Well this, this is the thing, the Passat to me, even, even growing up, the Passat was verging on being a 3 Series competitor, or a 5 Series, not, mm. maybe not 5 Series, but it was an Audi and BMW competitor, whereas if you couldn't afford a Passat you'd buy a Mondeo or a Vectra at the time. So it's always sat in an odd like a Golf yeah. is always more than a and a Focus, so I never understood why, the Mark IV Golf, I do remember as we sit in this studio at the time, the people who live next door to this studio had a red diesel 2001 mark 4 golf and i remember that being a really solid car and thinking mm. that's cool but then when i actually got to a point where i could drive myself and it was just like well the skoda exists now this was just if you think about sort of the early 2000s skoda had just launched the fabia and people were starting to take notice and the jokes of science to go away yeah i mean i remember
3: yeah. at school we used to make jokes about yeah why does the skoda come with uh heated rear windscreen it's to keep your hands pushing. warm while you're
0: pushing yeah, yeah. That's weird. So what I've just said there might hasn't caused any debate in the grand scheme. Yeah, it? Well, I actually, tend to, I, I do like a
3: golf. There's something there's something ubiquitous about a golf. You can go anywhere in it. You could take it to a fancy five star hotel. You've got a brand new golf park out front, or you know you can go into town, go to the pub, take it to the golf club, you know, drive to the tip and use it for all sorts of things. But yeah, it doesn't really. It's not on my radar. Is it? No, no as a car. I, don't I
2: think. Like you say, it's it's kind of alienated in itself into something that's just irrelevant now. Yeah. And and actually, when you boil it down to how probably I don't know, ninety percent of people buy cars, which is on finance. In terms of the monthly payments, um, I think Greg was saying that it's probably not that much more to have an Audi, hmm. um, and you might as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's lost. It hasn't got a USP anymore. has yeah, it? Yeah, not really. Even, even when you a Golf R, they're pretty cool. Hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, my, my cousin had a Golf R and it was fine but it was still you know there was a button that made the exhaust spit that that's that's all I can remember really from it you know it's <laughs> it's it's a simple case of you know even when you think about I remember as a kid the VRSs like Skoda brought out a diesel fabia vrs which is yeah, which was really cool. Like it just looked cool at the is that time.
3: The they started the, the little lime green bit on the badge started to become quite popular. Yeah, the, their,
0: you, a lot of them were that. black. A lot of them were black VRSs with body kits, and and, and they'd have yeah. the VRS. red the red, red calipers as well. So then, yeah.
1: then one nine TDI one thirties are actually becoming very popular now. Yeah, yeah. or very, are they are starting to appreciate in value if you can find yeah, it. Actually one that really hasn't really has been, pla- yeah. has yeah. been played with. The engine's
0: pretty bulletproof as well, isn't it? But that yeah. was the
1: same engine, like you say, at the time where you had the golf, but you know. I, I had a friend who we took. A, he ended up buying a Leon because you could buy the Leon Cooper and you could buy the yeah, FR yeah. with the 130 and the 150 engines, yeah. respectively. Well, I think it's 150 in both of them actually.
0: Yeah. Just the difference between the Cooper and the FR, and you got the car look different. Well, you look at you look at even like the ne- the next generation up from that, and it was like you know Skoda would sell you a superb, and they'd sell you a Laurent and Clemmings version if you wanted a Highline Passat. Yeah. Or they'd stick a Golf R32 engine into a superb uh, yeah. you get a 3.2 litre v6 four-wheel drive well, superb saying that
1: even today you can buy on the market you can buy the uh the two the two litre the golf the the gti in the 280, yeah, 280,
0: 280
1: brake. yeah four-wheel drive and it. you know it's a less money it's you know it's, it's a one perfect yeah. one for a family family man 2.4 children dog in the boot and it'll still do gti pace or well, not there far off yeah
0: no absolutely
3: okay so we've we've we have demolished
1: the, uh, uh, the German so, yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe we should feel a bit more um, is, is there anybody that would like to go and target a different country rather than Germany
2: yeah i would actually yeah so <laughs> I mean, now that we've alienated a, a good amount of uh, the listeners uh, i think we'll crack it's, onto the, the, sound, the, yeah, finish the on to the british job yeah so um my overrated car is the land rover defender uh, n- not the new one but the the outgoing one uh, well, that's already gone. Um, gone one. So, yeah, the, uh, it's I've always kind of not quite got the defender because it's 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 one of those cars that has survived way longer than it really should have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely uncomfortable. Uh, it's 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 sold as a utility vehicle, but it's not cheap enough for anyone to afford to buy one as a utility vehicle uh so even to the market of farmers and people like that it doesn't quite make sense i
3: i can't i'm i'm half with you so i think there's a reason for that i think as a utility vehicle and a a farmhand vehicle it's i I still think it's probably an underrated vehicle but it's become cool and so now you get it with bigger alloys with more low profile tyres and it comes polished and clean. It's, yeah. that That's killed it's, it. It's made it too expensive because it's become a desirable item.
1: But it's missed the point. Uh, I think what it's failed to do as you said, it's been around too long, it's failed to move on is, you know, 50 years ago 40 years ago when you were in Old Ills at Yorkshire and you were trying to drag your sheep out in the middle. Yeah. Brilliant. But then you went to the local pub and you went to the local shop and you didn't travel very far at the time and actually right. getting your Sunday best and going yeah. out, you get on train, or bus and go off to local area yeah people nowadays which is why you see a lot of them driving your sort of Mitsubishi L200 Warriors your Hilux and stuff like that is because you know what you could chuck sheep dog everything in, do 90% of what you want to do yeah but you could still jet wash it down getting it and go do 200 mile across the country yeah with your family because it'd be
2: comfortable when your ears wouldn't be bleeding it's comfortable (laughs) come
1: come with leather cruise control heated seats you
3: know it'd come with a cabin which was
1: fit to go out but
3: uh, all, the, all yeah. of that is because it's trying towards the end of its life it was trying to be something it's not it was yeah. trying to be or it had become a fashion statement it was, it was a polished a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in many <Exactly>. ways <laughs> and it, it was completely inept at being a fancy car it didn't suit leather seats and air conditioning because there wasn't so, plenty so is, room
0: in the cabin is this yeah. where Mercedes actually got it right with the G-Wagon they saw where it was going and it's, it's a right. better choice it's from a better that choice yeah. yes
3: because yeah. it was still quite an agricultural vehicle <laughs> underneath but it, yeah. it had the scope for Turning to, it into a, fancy a car, defender yeah. has to be basic. I, I, I've
1: I've driven defenders for the military. I've uh, driven defenders in Afghanistan. Uh, I've taken them over some quite rough terrain out there. Uh, and you know what? In basic form, where you just want something, you know he's going to get you there. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant piece of kit. Outstanding. Even if it did upset the American police at the time, that's another <laughs> story. Uh, I would crawled crawl through a ditch and up a hill to, just to avoid them. Uh, there's there's definitely Definitely a story in that that. but it was fantastic does a brilliant job there but on uk roads to do uk family life and what you know uk people want to even you know what you'd say your traditional farmers it's just not
3: fit for purpose it doesn't meet the truth anymore the sort of vehicle that suits that as much as we hate suvs and i hate suvs myself the xc90 that i had it actually is that kind of modern equivalent because we proved during the festival that it's more than capable of mud-plogging and
0: dragging mm. you know, farm trailers around the field and pulling other vehicles I mean, out of the mud. I mean, a good telling point there is one of the few farmers that we know personally uh, has, uh, I think it's something like 24 different farms that he farms between mm. sort of here and Market Northrop Harbour and, and up into, yeah, up into the Norfolk borders. Um, he, his personal vehicle is an Isuzu. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, I can't remember the name of that the D Max. Is it D Max? Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar to the L two hundred, isn't Yeah, And yeah. his wife has an XC ninety. His wife has an XC ninety, and 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 okay, fine. That you know, uh, uh, his dad has a, a Discovery. Four still but you think then even an asuzu trooper astronomical mileage yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i was looking here so here's a here's a, a quiz for you so a friend of ours uh T thorold from the lincolnshire fruit and venture business uh posted this up uh, earlier in the week so he'd found a nicely restored uh 1984 uh if it's if, if effectively defender but obviously I the camera's back
3: nicely restored is, this my problem yeah. is as yeah. cleaned yeah. and polished yeah yeah and in, it, uh, yeah. restored yeah.
0: to original spec with a 300 TDI engine it's now for sale how much do you think that is going to cost you as a as a essentially a Be- poverty between spec between about well, probably about seven grand or something. And
2: ridiculous. the
1: rest, I reckon you're probably pushing close to twenty grand. It's not early twenties, really. Twenty
3: nine thousand five hundred mm-hmm. pounds. And that's that's, that's just the obscene. problem. It's a piece of farm machinery. It should yeah. be in that five, six, seven thousand pounds. I mean, that has well, yeah. been fully restored. So I'd expect to pay a little bit more because yeah, but, you could yeah. then use that High- back on the farm and get. 10 years hal-
0: out of halve it, it, halve it for a 40 year old battered Defender, you're still paying 15 grand. Yeah. it's well, really the, the, probably the
2: cheapest kind of realm of Defender you can buy is, is um, sort of three, four grand for you know, just to get into that um, kind of scene, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, and and people bang on about the off road capabilities, yeah. How I mean, Sorry, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, people bang on about the off road capabilities of them, but there's actually cars out there that are just as capable for a fraction of the price. Well, from the I same think,
1: company, I think the point... A lot you be, mean like a Suzuki Jimny? Better, like, yeah. like a Jimny or Jimny. something
2: like that. But, Dirt cheap to buy, very capable, um, but, yeah, some, somehow people go all misty-eyed over yeah. the past and mm. o, o, on a Defender.
1: And, and it's, it's bizarre because from the same company around the same time, even 15, 20 years ago, when you had some of the, the discoveries, and the early dis- particularly the early discoveries, that have yeah. become a bit overinflated now, but you look at some of the earlier discoveries, the Mark 1, to Mark 2, and even probably to your Mark 3, but probably Mark 2 in particular, yeah. that Mark 2 would do 90% probably of what the defender would do. Oh, yeah. That was what still... the defender should have been, essentially. Mm. that yeah. That is what the defender, in my eyes, should have become. It should have yeah. stopped there and gone, right, this yeah. is a discovery. It's big, it's comfortable. It'll pull your horse trail. It'll take the kids, yeah. the horses, running boards. The
0: Mark 2 seems to, discovery, that, it still seems to be having a bit of... um an identity crisis at the moment because I think a lot of people still think of it as because the 3 and 4 and obviously now what we're on the essentially the the 5 are so radical and JLR have gone completely in one direction the 2 seems to struggle from this identity crisis that it still used Rover switch gear and the same with the Mark 1 Freelander could have with a 1.8 you know K series in it if you really wanted it you were brave I should know my uncle's had one go with multiple head gaskets (laughs) and he's now on his 4th Freelander and he won't buy Discovery Sport because he. So, the I, I should but... say Discovery what's dis, dis- the Sports. Sports! Sports! But uh, <laughs> it's um, it, it, it's it's so you could buy a Discovery 2 for probably a quarter of the price of a, the same age Defender mm. and you're right they'll do exactly the same thing except a Discovery has probably got hill descent control even in that generation built into it and, oh, yeah. you know I, 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 I drove
1: one around at Honley's show for a weekend when uh, back in the day uh, when I was helping out the homeless show, big agricultural farming show in Yorkshire. And I took one round with a big, big farm, 30 foot type trailer on the back, you know, moving hay bales, bins, rubbish, mm. you name it, I shifted it about, even down the muddy hills and stuff. And it just got on with it, low box, high box, locked. It was brilliant, mm. but it was comfortable. Yeah. I didn't rattle, it was comfortable to sit in, it was comfortable to drive. It had a decent radio that I could actually hear.
2: It, it does all the stuff that a Defender would, pretty much, and it does it well. Mm, yeah, um, without the price being in that Well, the, the other thing about Defenders now as well, that I mean, I'm just kind of being exhaustive, but the, the fact that they are just stolen every day. Mm. Mm. Uh, they must be the most stolen car in the UK these days. It's but... the fact you can unbolt the doors. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there was actually a news story that I read the other day about a Defender that got stolen. Uh, and they drove it to this nearest cornfield where the corn was up. Yeah, saw this. And they were stripping it. And they, they yeah. caught them red-handed stripping this lander of it yeah. in the field at night. And they left, with a quite they, small they left their toys.
0: Getaway car, didn't they? Because I noticed yes. that they left their Getaway car because it was a Volkswagen and they'd forgotten what it looked like. So it, so dreary. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it just it's it faded into the <laughs> Yeah. So it's really interesting you've chosen that
3: because um, my most overrated car, I kind of went on a bit of a journey thinking about this, and I kind of wanted to jump on the bandwagon. Ah, oh, Ferrari's overrated, you know, silly cars. And for a very long time, that was actually my opinion, until I drove a Ferrari Mondial. And then, within, you know, you get the, the old Ferraris with the gated chrome oh, yeah. shift. And this had got a quite a high-revving V8 rear engine, uh, transverse mounted. Um, and it wasn't a polished garage queen. This is a car that's been used. Uh, and it, we were at Le Mans. It had been driven down to Le Mans uh, and it was driven way back, and actually surprisingly flawlessly. And I kind of I got a bit misty-eyed, and I actually kind of fell in love with this car, and I understand the magic of an older Ferrari. So I kind of I went down that direction and came running all the way back, and I ended up in a very similar position to you, Chris. So I was going to potentially state Range Rover, because I, I, I'm going to lay my cars on the table. I love Land Rovers. I love Range Rovers. My dad's had loads of Range Rovers, and I love the P38 specifically. Um... And I'd still want one, but it doesn't mean they're not actually quite terrible cars. The Range Rovers and the the Discos are quite unreliable. Uh, In fact, I think I was out (laughs) in the car with a father in law just last weekend and we saw a disco broken down at the side of the road with the AA. And um, and just as I was about to say something, he went, Oh, another dodgy disco. And it's that reputation. They are terribly unreliable. Are we
0: talking more modern? uh,
3: That was a four, Disco four, I think.
2: Um, so interestingly i've got a a story that quite closely aligns with that so my my great uncle probably about um i'd say about 10 years ago he bought a full fat range Rover, um and he spent more time in the first kind of eight months to a year of ownership driving the dealer's discovery (laughs) three in the end he just said just i'll I'll just keep the discovery three just Give, you <laughs> the give me the difference or yeah. or whatever. And it, because it spent so much time in the dealership, he was like, actually, the Disco 3 fits all my needs and it works, so I'll just, I'll have that. And yeah, you know, you
0: don't need a new car for the sake of yeah. it. I do wonder what will become of the modern Range Rover as we get into a more conscious world. You know, all those LA celebrities are switching to Teslas, which is a different mm-hmm. conversation because they're overrated anyway. But it's, um <laughs> you, interiors. um, It's Tesla interior. Anyway, so... Yeah. um. You wonder what will happen because the Range Rover is popular now because not because it's a great, reliable it's car, a it's a symbol. status symbol, yeah. and it became a status symbol between all those people that wanted to get papped, you know, by the paparazzi. Can we just bring
3: some around? We talked about Rover in one of the previous episodes. I noticed that um, popular culture, rappers or you know, musicians <laughs> seem to start referring to their status symbol, as Range Rover, as a Rover. Yeah, uh, I can't what the song was. We talked about in <laughs> the back seats of my the, Rover. and when I watched, yeah. it, I listened to it. I thought, your Rover, it, "You Rover." Like it's just like 1990s It's Council the best line
0: when they say, will pull me closer in the back seats of your Rover that you know you can't afford." It's like, well, they're about three hundred quid. Right. You yeah. pick up a forty-five. Yeah, you know. Like, I, I, when I first heard <laughs> that, it took me ages to realise they were talking
3: about a Range Rover. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. Who, yeah, who
2: is financing a Rover
0: that yeah. they can only just
2: make the monthly payments on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three hundred quid outright. Oh, can you do a payment a for Five quid a month, or something. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, I could only just afford that. <laughs> um,
3: so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of try and wrap this up a little bit with quite a controversial view. So, you'd think the kind of defender is overrated. I've kind of gone with Range Rover only because they're so unreliable and expensive to maintain that they will they'll start to disappear because it just won't be fixable. They won't be mm, affordable. Not viable. So, yeah. They just get scrapped because they're so complicated and. Generally, the you know the Mark IVs, normal discos are quite reliable. With a kind of follow up to that, and the thing I think is the most overrated car at the moment, and I'm going to go with the Ineos uh, Grenadier, <laughs> which I saw in the flesh yesterday, and I'm going to say it, and I don't think many people have said it in the kind of in the media at the moment, but it's ugly. It is horrendous. it it's like a fake cheap copy of a Gucci bag, you know, you like yeah. it, it looks like a Gucci from a Malaway and you see it, you go, oh no, that's terrible. Um and you say oh, it's a defender. Oh wait, now what the frick's going on with the front and the It's, it's like a and... Santana if you remember that. That is exactly it, what it's, I was it's just thinking Just, just like a, a picture of a defender of. Yeah. that
2: they've got it's like someone's gone Uh, oh can I copy your homework I forgot to do this oh yeah but change it up a bit so it doesn't look like you copied uh, me and they've just gone oh well we'll do I mean the headlights are quite iconic so we'll do something different with those and then um, we'll just kind of smooth out some of the bits and pieces and there we go submit that (laughs) there's a
3: few of those actually uh, I did some research a while ago on this so the Santana, which is the Spanish version of the Land yeah. Rover, which was still kind of a Land Rover, but which is a bit of a face Yeah, end. it was sort of built under license, light, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but there was other ones. There was one called a Landmaster. I'm going to reel things off. All Land Master. The Land which was, a, again, it was a bit like the Ineos-type yeah. rip-off, trying to make a better Defender. Google that. Um, one that I really liked, the Simca, or Martra Rancho. Oh, was, oh, yeah, they yeah. actually looked like a yeah. precursor to the Disco. Were they two-wheel drive, though, I guess? Uh, yeah, I don't think they came four-wheel drive, but they were yeah. quite good off-road. They were quite upright. No, tyres, yeah. I think it's a
1: real shame when you talk about it, because the problem is there are some really viable candidates out there, and we go back to the, the whole farm vehicles at the and defenders' replacement. I know quite a few of them in Lincolnshire now who, you know, we talk about Sousa and that. You see Sagnon, but at least As much as some of them were a bit dubious in the design front in the beginning, they've tried their own way, and they're heading yeah. their own way and they're heading yeah. their own direction. And actually i have started to hear more and more p- strong, positive things. Well, it was a and bit yeah. like
0: um, Great, Great Wall did some yeah. 4 by 4s didn't they? Great yeah. Wall steeds. And it was just, you know, they were 15 grand. I'm going to guess a Chinese brand yeah. Yeah. But the yeah.
2: Great Wall gets sucked, sucked up into St. I think they were Quite somehow possibly, related. Yeah. Was it Sonnyong that always used to use uh, Mercedes engine? Or well, yeah. BMW, one of them. Yeah, but because they were that older generation, much in the similar way of, of what Skoda have done, is, it, is effectively it's, it's proven technology. Yeah. So yes, someone has done all the R&D, spent all the money getting it right, uh, doing all the engineering, and then someone comes along well, and just buys no, that. No for X amount and puts it in the that car country and country it's terrain. going to be well, it. back a
0: few episodes BMW units in Rovers yeah. it was the one bit that worked and why they're still so much more expensive yeah. than petrol ones Honda's yeah, in Rovers Honda's in Rovers as well it's oh, yeah, happened the, all, through the, all through the decades the, we could do a whole episode on, well, uh, on cross pollination I do I do feel we need an episode yeah. on cross pollination and also yeah. underrated cars because I feel we're probably criticising yes. a lot of brands yeah. here but at the same time wanting to rave about others um john i'm, I'm worried about time yes yeah, so um, should we get on to the finale of uh, oh, it's, barge bingo it's thrilling so as you know with barge bingo for the last three episodes we have uh, each brought a car to the table based on some criteria that have been set by the judges for the sake of our significant others we have we haven't bought any cars <laughs> um <laughs> no, they, they are they are all sold subject to the viewers vote no that's a lie um so The final one, John, uh, you set this one. Um, It's quite quite an interesting one. Just to point out, obviously, next episode is the finale. The plan will be that we can then see who's got the most popular opinion after these four episodes and go from there. So, So
3: if you're listening to this, that means we need you to get involved. So, we want you to vote for which one of our barge bingo uh, choices from the previous three episodes and from this episode you think is the best and then we're going to toss up all the votes uh, and on the next episode whoever got the most votes is going to win a prize. Ooh, what's the prize? The (laughs) prize is a box of Yorkshire gold. Wow. And it doesn't actually get any better than that.
0: Perfect. Well, there we go. It's all to play for, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, even, though, uh, even though Chris only drinks coffee,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I can I forfeit it? Uh, you, you, you can have the. I'll, I'll dock out of that. You can have the Kenko substitute. Oh, so. Lovely.
0: Totally. Um, so, John, what, what's the category for this? So, thing?
3: it was. Uh, v eight sports cars for under ten thousand pounds. So you got no, ten thousand. Not, not just
0: V eight.
2: Was it? Was it V, V-engined. v, sorry, so v engine. engine? sorry, V engine. Sorry, not V eight. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah. So you can have a V four if you want. Yes. A V six or a, or a V6. Uh, <laughs>
0: when, when, we, when we wrote this, there was a huge debate <laughs> we about V five. A V five. Um, so you get um, one when you buy the car, but yeah. Yeah, So uh, John, I don't think you've been first in any of these yet, but I may be wrong. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do this but
3: I, I fear I may have a bit of a mic drop
0: oh okay, okay right you, can get, think, no, you, 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 you go learn. you go left <laughs> laugh. uh, oh, well, shall I go first have to go yeah, first yeah yeah go first uh, <laughs> I've got th- I've got three <laughs> one. I've always... one okay I'm going to go for one because I think this car um, didn't get the praise it should have had when it was new um, and uh, I like it not many others do this is uh, the last in the run of these. So this car is a four liter. Um, it's um, good capacity. It's a great capacity. It. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to come back because I've just realised it's 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 a, it's not a V. Sorry, I've just realised it's a straight six. I'll tell you what I was going to pick then, just so you know, and then I'm going go to go. What's
3: a four liter straight six?
0: It's a January oh, yes. straight yes. okay which was the the celebration limited edition was a 4 liter straight uh, six. But well, if you can find it with a V12 then you you're you're It's okay done. because what I will do is I will revert straight to my second option which also is a car that I think gets overlooked these days is the Jaguar XK4.2 but one of the early editions I'm you of that can get them for model grand. I thought I would have thought an XK8 um but an XK That is an XK4.2 uh, with eleven documented services registered on the fifth of April two thousand
3: and seven. Three so hundred five is more than three hundred thousand miles. So it,
0: it's, it's done one hundred and six. So it was 95. All services were completed by either Jaguar main dealer or Jaguar specialist. Uh, comes with a twelve-month uh, uh, MOT and breakdown cover, which is probably quite useful. You will need. Yeah. Um, and uh, is eight thousand two hundred pounds. Uh, it's good. I do have an honourable mention but I will wait till the end but that okay. was the one that as a car if I was buying my own money I'd love to own one of those just yeah. to have a go in it so I will save my honourable mention but my car to the table John's still looking smug so I'm worried I he'd... think
3: mine is potentially a little bit risky and I've maybe stretched the description a little
2: bit right, but okay. I think
3: it's an incredible car for uh, money Chris? Yeah
2: I'll jump in there so um Uh, Right. So my car is a, um, it's a V eight, two door, coupe, manual, um, six speed manual. In fact, four Mm -hmm. seats. Four seats. Um, Good. So it's got power steering, (laughs) central locking, electric windows, mirrors, dual zone climate control. Yeah, all that kind of good stuff.
0: Is it German? No, it's not. Okay.
2: So, uh, and it's got eighty two thousand miles on it, and it is listed for seven thousand nine hundred eighty nine pounds. So you're interested, aren't you? I'm interested. You guys are interested. It's two thousand six. Okay. Um, and the next bit might give it away. I'll tell you what size engine it's got. It's got a five point seven V eight. It's a Monaro, isn't it? Correct. It's a Monaro.
0: Incredible. It it's is. got two mentions Yeah. In four episodes. A Monaro under ten grand.
3: That's yeah. Oh, they, they sh- are yeah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it the way, he's like,
2: how, how old is it? Uh, Two thousand six. It's not even on. So the, it's a uh, fourteen-year-old
3: uh, Vauxhall that's still commanding. It's a yeah. fourteen-year-old
0: Holden, John. <laughs>
2: yeah. But but I mean,
0: uh, I instantly yeah. prefer that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is silver. Yeah, but but I'm, I, yeah, these that's things, things could be fixed Is that an independent or a dealer? Sorry, is that an independent dealer or is that a private sale? Um, from I think it's a dealer. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen the dealer, and I instantly don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've ever been to a certain dealer in Keithley, you'll know why.
3: Oh, oh no! Yeah. Oh yes, I, we, we've got a car coming in next week for a new engine that came from there. A, yeah. a yellow dealer. Be, be careful car. not
2: to say the name because we don't want to lie. No, 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 no not But I just think if you house. see
0: Keithley on any old um, trailer advert, avoid. Yeah, there's just
3: something about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, in yeah the so yeah, the filters when get When they bit funny, when they top up the coolant, you see with this, yeah. this 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 very yeah. horrible water. It just it kills the cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Right, come on, Greg. So, <sighs> my
1: car is nine 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 nine. Right, on the not right kind of on budget. Nineteen ninety five. Oh, it's quite older. Five liter. Okay. It's got to be Jack. No, no. it's not Jack. It's almond all red with cream yeah, leather. So it's a Ferrari? Uh, <laughs> it isn't. It's got full massive service history uh, throughout its life. And is it an 8 series? No, it is a Mercedes Benz. That would be a very good choice, but I don't think you get one for the SL500. Oh, yes. Yeah,
3: that's. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. 90. Yeah, the, the, the proper top. brutalist design. Proper one. Yeah. Full yeah. history on it. Built a complete uh, shit house as well. Twin cam or quad cam, does it say? It doesn't say. Because it makes quite a big difference. The quad cam is mm. a very nice But
1: uh, again, beautiful. It's only had a couple of owners. It's got full history, private plates, uh, all the toys on it. Uh, again, another proper weapon, bit of a sports yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's nice. of money.
0: Can I, just before you mic drop, can I <laughs> throw in the honourable mention there then? Because I've basi- my honourable mention was basically... Uh, a sort of modern equivalent to Greg's there, although well, I, okay. I do prefer Greg's. But a lot of people forget about the final CL. Oh, the CL. Well, that isn't even the final yeah. one. This was 2000, but it's a 5.5-metre V12. Oh, it's still still,
3: but they did a CL600 as well, didn't they?
0: They what? did, but
3: this is still but a 5.5-metre V12, which my, is just like... That's nice. And my honourable mention
1: that I'd love to put it here is actually, but you can't really class it as a sports car in some ways, unless you drive it that way, is the Mercedes-Benz SEL500. Yeah, from yeah, like 1990. There's a lot. Of, so yeah, there's a lot of. Mistake. Oh, now you see, I oh, would have a. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, a, that's very lovely. It's, and um, my third option was a Nissan 350Z. Oh, okay, the oh, cool. okay. 350Z from 2004. So
0: it's definitely a curveball. I've
3: I'll, I'll run through quickly. I have three down, but I think there's one of them is the the Piesta resistance for me. So the two kind of backup options in case this one had been chosen
0: was it a purple Saab 93 V6? No, it wasn't.
3: <laughs> oh, the Saab was a two litre. Darn it. Um, Porsche 928. I did find a Porsche in reasonable running, okay. you know, tax tested or whatever you call it. It's it road worthy Porsche 928 for under 10 grand 8,495. Okay. It was an auto, it was an early one. Um, not in a great spec, but still, it's, it's a Porsche V8. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a definite honorary mention or honourable mention has to go for uh, the Bentley Turbo R. You can pick up a Bentley Turbo R for sub 10 grand. I a sports mean, car or a cathedral? Well, yeah, yeah but it's yeah. a sporty Blenheim Palace. Sports. <laughs> palace. <laughs> okay. Um, because it, I mean, that's it's a fast car, but... My my, my mic drop comes in a very similar vein. So it's it's a four-door, it's a saloon, it's a V8. Is it a
2: Phaeton or something? No, it, I think this is... <laughs> but under- it's a Bentley... Um, Continental? Uh, not Continental. Uh, no, no. um, Arnage?
3: Oh, you're thinking Arnage. of Mulsanne? Yeah, Mulsanne. No. Yeah. See what I did see? This yet? is... This is... This is even better. Go on, sorry, It's go. not something like a 750 BMW. No, even better. BMW E39... M5 and at first I found it and it was just over budget at £10,101 and then I noticed it had been relisted price, and no response to the person that had bid on it never yeah. contacted the seller mm-hmm. and so it relisted and it's now relisted at a buy it now of 8999 now this is an on the road car it doesn't state it's got any faults of any major just a few scuffs on the bodywork and things obviously a sub 10 grand M5 has the potential to be very very expensive yeah but that is that has that a got to be? Car? Well, this is just, where it's just throwing that out there. I mean, it's a very sporty car, it is In the same way a, a Range Rover sport isn't really a sports car, no, but I reckon that's more sporty than most well, sports cars. It's We've, certainly got the grunt. yes. So, are they 400 just over 400 horsepower, mm-hmm. rear wheel drive, limited diff, manual, six speed gearbox? Uh, you know. It's got everything you need for a sports car, or yeah. you know, throwing Madonna around in the back if you've do. seen the BMW short films. Yeah. I
0: still, still have the Monaro. Really? I still have the Monaro. And the Monaro's good.
2: But but let's see what the viewers on the list errors think of this. But get it
3: onto piston heads, and the M5's going to win every time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think that is a really good point to wrap oh, up absolutely. as we hit uh, the end of our 59 minute episode 4 special. Um, Watch well, it now, come in much like, shorter or longer <laughs> yeah. than that.
2: But i chopped all the crap. <laughs> well, exactly.
0: <laughs> but have a look on the social media. Uh, let us know what you think. Put your vote in. Um, next episode is the last one in the series, uh, which will be very sad for us, but we've had a really great time doing this first series. Um, have a look. Let us know what you think. Uh, join us on Automotive Tales online and on social media. Uh, yeah. and, and on YouTube. And on YouTube. Uh, and we will see you uh, next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye,
1: Bye everyone. ta